Houston has a great rap scene. I love Houston. Shout out DJ Screw, who Brittany learned about yesterday. <laughs> what, what did DJ Screw do, Brittany? He created a new type of music called Screw and something or something and Screw. <laughs> that sounds like everything slow. <laughs> okay, it's called Chopped and Screwed. That's what it was. Oh, uh, yes, it does sound like slow. Good, good. I'll, we'll give you a 75%, which is a passing a grade, but still. I've never gotten a C before. <laughs> Hello, Bachelor Nation. It's us again, your boy Danny, your girl Brittany. Not the right reasons. You know what it is. It's week five? I think it is. Yes, of week charities, five. Of Charity's uh, love journey. And it got so interesting. This episode, last episode, I think it was spicy. This is not spicy as much as it is weird because I we saw some things that Maybe we've seen before, but I haven't seen him in a while. And so it made for some awkward sitch. So let's get into it. Let's do it. All right. So we are in a new location. I'm excited. We're halfway through the season here. So we're getting our travel game on. Wait, time out. Where's the new location? The new location is New Orleans. So we're still we're still in the States, but at least we're outside of California now. I love California, but, you know, getting to travel a little bit. Okay, okay. Time Pause. Can I make an observation Uh-oh. here? <laughs> I feel like Charity's getting the short end of the stick because she has had to eliminate more people, not more people like more contestants, but I mean a higher number of her own contestants, which is a lower number of total overall contestants that other people have had in a seemingly uh, faster period of time. And they haven't even gone anywhere cool. Like you're right. Why? That's true. They're going to hometowns before they go internationally. And so obviously they're not going to go international for hometowns. And then what? Are they just going to do fantasy suites internationally? But then they come back to meet her parents or maybe bring her parents there. But you're right. They're only going to have a couple of weeks in other countries. They better go somewhere super sweet for their uh, international trip. They better not go to Germany and be like, this is the most romantic place ever. That's true. Because it's not. <laughs> okay. So they're in Nolens, um, which is Aaron B's hometown, I guess. I guess. Originally. Because I think he said I want to take you to Houston. So I think he's living in Houston now, but he must have grown up in New Orleans. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Sorry, Houston. But, you know. You're not an Aaron fan. Uh, actually, that's not true. Houston has a great rap scene. <laughs> I love Houston. Shout out DJ Screw, who Brittany learned about yesterday. What what did DJ Screw do, Brittany? He created a new type of music called Screw and something or something and Screw. That sounds like everything slow. <laughs> okay, it's called Chopped and Screwed. That's what it was. Oh uh, yes, it does sound like slow. Good, good. I'll we'll give you a seventy five percent, which is a passing a grade, but still, I've never gotten a C before. <laughs> Well, there's always a first for everything. See and rap. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, you got to step your game up. All right, um, back to this whatever date in New Orleans. 
Um, who are, do you do you remember off the top? Who are the guys that are? We left? have six guys left. So we have Joey, Sean, Tanner, Dotton, Xavier, and Aaron. See, on that you get an Woo! A. <laughs> Good thing I'm not making a podcast about rap, huh? <laughs> yeah. And so we get our Oof. we get our first one on one out the gates with Joey, which causes a little bit of tension since Because Joey not Joey, Shawnee and Tanner, Tantan haven't gotten their their one on ones right. and I always think it's weird that guys who haven't gotten a one-on-one before someone gets a second one-on-one think there's any chance for them. Well, I mean, they they have to either leave or come up with some sort of hope for why they're still there. I would leave. I wouldn't get mad because, I, like, obviously it's their show. And, like, well, I mean, the girl there by, by the contestant. Right. I mean, the lead, I mean right? if they're not there for the so, right reasons, then it makes sense. You could be there for the right reasons, but also have a little bit of self-respect. No, I'm saying if they're getting mad, then it's like, you're saying they shouldn't get mad because it's a charity show, but they're getting mad because they're getting their time, their fame taken away. I don't necessarily think it's their fame. I think, so, I think, I'm just going to put my, my guy hat on, <laughs> which I never take off. Um, <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> yeah, just to clarify. It's always there, team. I can see where a, a universe in which they their pride is hurt by not getting a one on one up to this point, and I think that triggers the anger because they're like, "Well, why am I here?" And now I may look like a fool when someone else gets right. a second one on one date and I still haven't gotten one. I think what I'm saying is the correct response should be, "I respect myself enough to recognize that." Okay. I'm not it. Even though I'm into her, I'm going to self-eliminate because clearly you're not into me. That yeah. And and that's respectable. I mean, that's where we see Sean and Tanner have very different reactions this episode. So Sean could not handle. He was not mature enough to handle that situation like you just said. Tanner, could. while he did no. not self-eliminate, he kind of did internally, I feel like. He just accepted his fate and was like, okay, I'll enjoy whatever last episode I have here. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a little sad, if I'm being honest. It's just like, mm, okay. I know. I'm just going to write this out till the last possible second, which he it did. It was endearing, though. Uh, you're right. No, I, I will say, Tanner was respectable because he was gentlemanly yeah. and respectful throughout the entire process. But as we'll unpack here in a, in a second, he just didn't do enough. Yeah. Well, let's let's go to our first one-on-one first because I do want to jump into the Sean and Tanner dynamics, but right. we got to get there. So our, f- <laughs> our first one-on-one okay. is with Joey. So he's very recently had another one-on-one, and here he is again. Joey, my bachelor Your pick. Your bachelor pick. He's getting great camera time to be the next bachelor. You might be right. Girl, I just I can't. Out. His little like face isn't my type. Look, yeah, I can't. He's your charity. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. And by that, that you don't want him. Oh, with you. You don't want him as the lead. But I just know he's gonna be it. Okay, have you been won over by charity? Because I was thinking again while watching this episode, I am just like falling in love with her myself because in like a friend way because she's 
sweet and what? I feel like she's down to earth and just has fun. And at first I was like, it's funny how she always says these things, but then I'm like, oh, that's her. That's us getting to know her. No. Okay. <laughs> You're talking about two different things here. Has she won me over? Like, would I be friends with her? Yeah. I'd probably like be like, let's go get drinks, yeah. girl, or let's let's talk. Let's chop it up, as some people say. <laughs> but I'm not like Hey, let's put you on TV so I can watch you go through. The, like that's not interesting to me. Well, well I don't understand. I, that's what I want. I want someone who I would want to be friends with going through the Bachelorette because then I can kind of picture myself going through. No, I want someone. You just want the who drama. Makes good yeah. TV. <laughs> no, it's it's not even drama. I've said this before. I, I can't forget the. I can't remember the word that I use. Compelling. I want someone who's compelling, whose story is interesting enough to be like wow you i can see why you're looking for what you're looking for oh, right uh-huh uh there is like okay she's had bad relationships whoop-de-whoop we've all had right. bad relationships like that's not compelling enough like were you like for example uh the dad who was on someone's season recently was it katie season and he was a dad and his his wife has died like ultra recently. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to pa- Bachelor in Paradise, blah, blah, blah. And he couldn't get over her. But he wanted someone and he wanted someone for his kid. Like that's compelling. I would have watched a season of him being a Bachelor instead of whatever other nerd they gave us, which was Zach. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that because apparently, well, we it wasn't really surprised that there were talks that he might have been the Bachelor. But okay. Yeah, compelling TV. I so, get what you're saying. I get, and and and... and I wouldn't say compelling doesn't always have to be like something super sad or blah, 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 blah. But you can also be a good character, like a good person on TV. Charity is not bad on TV, but she's not great on TV. She's just like, okay. She's very natural. And maybe even, uh, I was just about to say, maybe even coached a little (laughs) bit. So (laughs) I don't know about that natural. I think so. I haven't seen anywhere where she has seen like awkward or uncomfortable. I would like to see more real moments. Uh, this it's, she looks too put together on camera. Ooh, like, like what Hannah said. Brown having uh, like laughing at her own awkwardness, making jokes about herself. Even even Claire, who was like a little too extra on TV, was like more compelling. Well, because people like to see extra on TV, it makes it interesting to be like, what are the guys going to do when she does this? Yeah, but you don't have to be extra in a bad way. You could be extra in a funny way or you could be extra in an endearing way like or, hannah. And, and then you can also have <laughs> hannah oh, brown was extra in an endearing way yeah but she was also funny yeah so back to um jojo joey <laughs> no and the one and the <laughs> one-on-one date back to getting started Let's with get the very this. first date here we are so joey goes on a horse-drawn carriage, she picks him up in the middle of all the guys, which is always awkward. And then... Super awkward. Yes. Uh, Aaron B. also, like, immediately gets hurt in the Loses butt. Loses it. He's like... Okay. Oh, I can't believe that. Uh, uh, like, when people get indignant, yeah. <laughs> but they're not picked... Oh, like, like Greer. With uh, yeah, like yeah. Greer last, last season when she was like, ah, it's my tea date. Like, first of all... <laughs> Just because you have stupid tea tattooed on yourself doesn't mean that you're going to get the high tea date. It doesn't work like that. So just because you're from Nolens doesn't mean you're going to get the Nolens date, Aaron B. So relájate, as we like to say in Spanish. 
Yeah, that I can imagine if someone said this once, like in their little interviews, like, oh, I wish I would have had this date because I would love to show around my hometown. End of story. Sure. <laughs> yep. Sure. All right. So they go on. They're talking about how she likes history. He says, you're too smart for me, which I think is weird. And that would be a turnoff for me. But whatever. She's takes as a compliment. Would you take that as a compliment? Also, that if someone says you're too smart yeah. for me, um, like if the person I'm trying to date right. says you're too smart yeah. for me. Like if a girl said that to you, like if I had said that to you. I've had people say it to me. I think it's... A compliment? Uh, yeah, it's complimentary. Mm. But but then I also think I'm like, well, I'm doing smart for Exactly. You. That's what I mean. What like we, to say you're smart is one thing. Like, oh, you're so smart. That's awesome that you like history. But to be like, you're too smart for me. I'd be like, oh, well, I don't want to be with someone that doesn't think they're at least a little smart. I don't want to be with a dumb dumb. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so that was weird to um, me. Yeah, you want to be equally matched. I think, I think most people mean it as a thing out of self-respect that like they're meaning to say you're very smart. Maybe even you're the smartest person that I've dated. Something like that. I I'm gonna give people the benefit of the doubt that they're not meaning to say like that they're so dumb or too dumb. Right. But it is a weird way of complimenting yes. someone. I also want to point out. I saw something gross on their one-on-one date. I think I remember this correctly, that they ate seafood. And I was like, barf. Why would you ever eat seafood on a date where you're going to make out with anyone? The smell, the taste. I would never kiss someone who had just eaten seafood. Ever. Well, yeah, you definitely wouldn't because you don't like seafood. But at least if they both like seafood, is it a little less weird? (laughs) I guess. I guess when I used to smoke, I I didn't mind like if the girl that I was kissing also had smoked because I was. Ew, smoker, that's true. So. If they weren't a smoker, why did they kiss you? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good good analogy. <laughs> anyway, back to Joey. So they go around the town, which Aaron would have loved. He's probably crying watching this date back if he didn't win. And then we see they go to a fortune teller, whatever. And then they do dancing in the city. And I think that that's cute. And then they do a poetry thing, which is kind of like the main highlight of their date is that they have this like improv poet oh, yeah, type, the, write A poem for them as they describe each other, which what did you think of that? As a former poet myself, I always think it's a little weird when someone writes something about you of in the moment because it's super ultra generic. Yeah. So at one point, he asked the the poet guy asked Joey, "What do you like about charity? Yeah. I think or something like that." And she and he said something, or maybe what's your favorite feature of hers? And he was like, "Oh, her eyes, you can get lost in them." And that was one of his lines. It was like, "Looking at you, <laughs> I can get lost in forever." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> at least that made me realize mm. that he didn't already have something pre written because that's what I would have thought that the show just like told the guy what to write. No, 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 no. But it is pre-written in a, in a formula way. Yeah. Like you ask, I, I can, I could clearly tell. Like, all right, he's gonna ask such and such things. Like, what do you admire about her? What do you find interesting? Da da da. da. And those things just turn them into a sentence. Like, it, the formula couldn't have been more simple or basic. And so I wasn't impressed as someone who's written in the past. I, I think people that get impressed by that easily 
clearly are not writers. And so they're just like, wow. That is true. It it really, because I think in their their little uh, confessional, they were like, he really captured like everything about us that makes this. Well, they have to say that. What are they going to say? Like this cheesy poet thinks whatever. He's not going to say that. They're not going to say that when the show is bringing them together here. I guess. But there was something else that you mentioned that they did. Oh, the dancing in the city to me. Feels a little weird because you yeah. could see like people are walking by. I would feel so awkward if they were just like, okay, so stand here in front of this fountain. There's no music playing, but like pretend that you're dancing and like do stuff. <laughs> and it'd have been like that's why at this point, like five weeks in, they're like, okay, we're just used to doing whatever because we're on a show, so we're just used to making out in front of people in front of a random typewriter guy. We're <laughs> used to just dancing in the city. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And they also were making out after like their little dance powwow. They just started making yeah. out, and I was like. Okay, we're also... Well, she thinks he's a good kisser, so there we are. Well, yeah, he won. So, that's true. So, then we get into the good stuff, the conversation. So, they're at dinner, and I love that she's like, so, can you handle an interracial relationship? And I was like, boom, get him, Charity. I Yes, it was certainly something she should be asking the <laughs> non-black contestants that are left, which is, right. Sean would have fumbled the bag on that one. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was wishing she would have asked Sean because that would have been entertaining TV. (laughs) That would have been interesting. I I think Joey was generically respectful, but I don't think he understands what it means to be in an interracial relationship. And he was just like, yeah, whatever it takes, I'll support you, back you up or whatever. Which, you know, again. Completely agree. It's the, the polite thing to say, but like just cluelessness. Definitely. I totally agree. That's what I was thinking, too. And he kind of said that. He was like, I'm not really going to know until I'm in the situation, which is true, but I would be a little scared for her. And the one thing that I was like, "Mm," when he said it is like, well, this will be as much my story as your story. Like we have kids and I'm like, "Mm, not really. You're still your experience is going to be very different. But he was sweet. She liked his answer. At least she said she did and give him give some a rose at the end. But it does make me a little worried if he does end up as her final pick. Yeah, no, for sure. Certainly would make me worried if I'm Charity. He was nice in what he was saying. And I do appreciate that he did say, honestly, I don't know what it will take. Because yes. being upfront about it probably is more helpful than if someone thinks they have an idea and they like try to go things about a way that mm-hmm. the person of color would just be like, absolutely not. That's definitely not how you do it. But yeah, I think to me, the issue of, of interracial relationships, the world is a, how the world responds to interracial relationships is a big part of what you have to consider. So obviously, well, maybe not obviously people may not know because they don't know us, but we are an interracial couple. I am Latino. I'm brown and Brittany is white. And again, the, the world is a uh, portion of what you have to consider in terms of how what you'll have to encounter but to me the biggest things is family because mm-hmm. your family your culture your background is a big part of you know who you spend time with for the rest of your life uh what informs how you raise your children or how you even act in in relationships and so not taking that into i, I think joey's answer was more along the lines of like the world which again is a, a thing to consider but to me the uh, if joey 
well, Joey is in hometowns, but if, if Joey were to be the final one, he would run into a buzzsaw once that you start getting to family dynamics because that's where you're mostly deeply held convictions and principles come from. And so if you can't understand, if you are the majority culture person and you can't be open to understanding the minority culture things, it's going to be problematic. Yeah. I mean, I've been very immersed, at least since my adult life and a little bit before in Latino culture, but even still being married to you has I've, there have been a lot of ways where I've had to grow in that area. So when he says that he's never, I think he said he never even dated a black woman before. Then that's like, okay, if you haven't been around black community before, then that's going to be really hard for you, especially when you're going to have that plus the whole world critiquing you all because you're famous from the show. Yeah, hundred percent. So fine, fine answer for the moment. Probably something right. that you that they would have to deeply, deeply unpack in the future should they mm-hmm. be the r- remaining couple at the end but he gets totally. a rose and that's what he was after so yay for them and he says that so she says she has happy tears because she's crying listening talking to him and then he says that he's falling in love with her so that's the first person to say falling in love it, not the first person not the only person in this episode but the first person i believe no one said last episode that they were fall- like i feel like Don. In his previous one-on-one. No, he says it this episode. Oh. Okay, well, good for them. All right, so Joey out here taking the lead. He is. He's always been taking the lead. He's been, like, locked on eyes literally and figuratively. So here he is. He knows. He knows how the, the Bachelor world works. I always think that's interesting that people know to say, like, I'm falling in love with you. And so instead of just, like, whatever their feelings actually are. Oh, <laughs> okay <laughs> but he's not feeling it but like that's the only phrase that people always use i'm like eh. I may, I, I don't know. maybe they get coached you never know yeah exactly so then we go on to a two-on-one which we see in the previews is coming but still it's fun to see happen we see sean versus tanner and this is the part i mean i've, all, I've never been a fan of sean like he's too competitive he's too young he's too whatever we saw him like yeah he's too being into dumb himself. with the guys yes he's too into himself he thinks he's ken to barbie mm. and even going into this he says i'm going into competitive mode i'm gonna win and i'm like what is that yeah to me Not it, cute. he's more about the competition of making it week to week instead of the actually investing and falling in love in in a relationship he is Yep. Bunny TV, but not like long-term compelling TV. Like he has a short shelf life for this type of show. And this was his time. Like the two-on-one needed to totally. happen. Um, it just so happens that it's with Tanner. And Tanner has got no shine this entire season in all these episodes. Hasn't really yeah. stood out or made a name for himself. And so he was like the logic choice of, okay, if we need to get rid of Sean and she hasn't done it in a row ceremony yet, what would be the best way? The two on one. And so we get Tanner is the logical choice to put 
into that situation. I was actually surprised in this situation going in. I was like, what are they doing putting the bottom two people in a two-on-one? If she has to give one of these guys a rose to make to hometowns, then why would they put these two? Usually, I would think they would put one of the people that she definitely wants in a hometowns and then one she doesn't. To have a two-on-one this late, I was stressed. So I was happy with the results. Spoiler is that she didn't give a rose to either person. Because I was wondering how she was going to get out of that. I was like, well, obviously, she's going to give a rose to one of these guys. And then who is she sending home? And I was freaking out inside. Yeah, I remember when we (laughs) were watching it and we discussed like what we thought could happen. In my mind, I was like, oh, she could just eliminate both of them. But then everyone would just automatically be going into hometowns. So that didn't work out. And then so, yeah, eventually when I thought about it, I was like, oh, this was a weird situation to have uh, this late into the season when a rose means hometown. But she pulls the whole well, so they it, it was a mostly respectful two on one, if I'm being honest, because most other two on ones have been either two guys that have problems with each other and want to fight each other or again, two bottom ones or two like less than interesting contestants that just need to go home. Um, yeah. And so here they were both like kind of respectful. <clears throat> they go on this uh, alligator tour on a <laughs> boat, which the most interesting thing about that was the the pilot of the boat who was pretty funny in his super thick Cajun accent saying crazy things. Um, but, you know, Sean was coming on super strong, like kissing her and, you know, being ultra or I guess trying to be ultra flirtatious. And even in the dinner, yeah. like he again, he was out to win. Um, but right. Tanner had a really good conversation with her basically saved himself in that conversation Mm -hmm. because he said enough and showed enough of himself, even though I think he mentioned like having walls up or just like having a hard time uh, opening up and stuff. And so she gets to the point where she's like, okay, I can't send either one home because Sean had done so much being so extra, but then Tanner proving himself that she was like, all right, nobody will go home. So no Rose. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if she had, if she had, if this had happened earlier in the season, she would have given Tanner the rose. But when it becomes just a hometown rose, then she can't give it to Tanner. But it, I am sure that if this would have happened earlier, he would have gotten the rose. Even though Sean earlier that day had done something smart, which was like show her individual attention and say bye to her when she was having, when they were doing their little behind the scenes confessionals, she, he went over and said bye to her. So that was smart, potentially cute, but I think it was more strategic on his part. If anyone else had done it, I would have been like, oh, that was so cute. No, but she was like, uh, okay, because she knows that Tanner was just like over there watching them. So I don't yeah. think she took it as like cute. Certainly, you could tell he was like trying to show individual attention. But she was even after he left in the confession, she just turned to the camera and was like, uh, okay. Um, no, she said that was sweet. But I do agree that that it depends who it is. Like if it had been someone she liked, she would have been like, oh, but when it wasn't, she was like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> 100%. And like, I, like you said, I agree <laughs> that had this been earlier in the season, Sean would have gone home, Tanner would have gotten the rose to stick around one more week to see if he was going to do anything interesting. And as soon as he didn't do anything interesting, <laughs> he would have been sent home appropriately. But there's no way she yeah. was going to give a hometown date, a hometown rose to any of these two so far duds. So they go back <laughs> and we have another one-on-one, which is the boy. Dotton. Dotton. Yeah. It is. So they do a... So again, Aaron's like, what the heck? This should be my date, but whatever. (laughs) They go on a fun run 
which neither of them are runners. So I relate to this a lot. I'm like, yes, this would be me. Like you pretend to run, you run for the camera and then you go do other things. Terrible date. And yeah, they're like holding hands while running. I'm like, how do you even do that? That's how you know that they were only doing this for like 10 seconds for the camera. For sure. Although throughout this day, as they go through, they're talking to people, enjoying life, talk to an old couple like they always do in this show. I do feel like they look, I, I remember just thinking and I wrote this down that they look so natural together. And they kind of say that, like that it just felt like a normal day. And I was like, I could see this. Yeah, they they do have great chemistry. I think every time that they are together uh, on a one-on-one or in time together, they mm. get along really well. They, they, there seems something. There seems to be something about each other they just get. And so I think I, th- this is why uh, Don has gotten this far, and it has seemed very effortless. Like I don't think he's mm-hmm. tried to go way out of his way to do something for her. In fact, Charity has been the one that's initiated some of the special things to out, like bringing him to her room was totally initiated by her. Not something that he sought out or like finagled his way into. So this has been the most effortless relationship for Charity. And I think it's a good thing because I think it's refreshing for her as she's going through all these other different dates to just have time so in my mind, that's why he, he got the second, uh, another one-on-one um, when there's been guys that haven't gotten one-on-one so far. Yeah, I think so too. I agree with you that he hasn't done a lot. He said nice things and different things, like I said, than just saying, I'm falling in love with you. But so I think that that helped him a little bit. But again, that was after Charity had already given him special attention. Yeah. Yeah. No surprise that he, what I didn't even remember what, what else they did in their date because it's a foregone conclusion in my mind that he's going to get a <laughs> rose and he does. So, yay. Uh-huh. So now we have Joey the boy, Don the boy with roses. Uh, Sean still with <laughs> Well, nothing. he does tell her, he does, Don does tell her, we said this earlier, but he does tell her that he's falling in love. She says, oh, I feel like I was kind of electrocuted, which I thought was kind of weird, but I guess that's what she means by sparks. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah yeah good good for her that that's great okay continue on so all the boys go ahead um so the the people that are left without anything are xavier aaron b tanner and sean and we get a group date with everyone again actually no 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 Sean yeah. gets all Shawnee. Right. They So they read the group card, the group date card, and it is those four. And then, yeah, go ahead. Well, Sean has been in his feels, obviously. He gets even more in his feels when nobody gets a, a rose because he was like, that was mine. Why did I get it? Like, I feel like I did enough. And so when yeah. this date comes around and it's everybody, <laughs> he's like, nope, going to go straight to her. So he goes to her room. And guys, guys, going to her room never gets you anything except eliminated. Ever. When it's for an ultimatum like that, yeah. If you're just going to be like, hey, I just had this surprise for you, that can work. But when you go there to be like, so what's up? Why didn't I get the rose? (laughs) I completely agree with you. (laughs) So stupid. So... I don't even remember what he says, like what his re- what he thinks his reason is for 
<laughs> like he it's it's all, all one-sided if i'm being honest like he is sounding like he's way more into her which obviously he is way more into her but from a competitive standpoint like he's not even like sounds like he cares about her he's just like i've done i put in the work why why is it why is it going unrecognized and it's like well because you're 25 and the work you're putting in is the wrong kind of work so bye <laughs> yeah he tries to say i'm falling in love with you and again always this always happens it's like read the room you could tell as soon as he said that like she put her head down and was like oh, yeah no. oh no baby <laughs> no <laughs> this is the end of the road for you so he gets sent home obviously everyone celebrates in terms of the viewers yay and then we had the super awkward group date where it's three guys that like they're all kind of like what are we doing Tanner's on it again after having been on a two-on-one and he still is not doing things to really super stand out. Was there anything interesting out of this group date or was it just awkwardness all around? I don't even remember what they were actually doing on the group date, but I do remember the conversations because she pulls them all aside. And again, poor Tanner like always has to wait. But I remember Xavier says, Two things that I'm like, oh, this is dicey. One of them to her and one of them to the camera. And the one to her, he says, scares me to commit to one person forever. And so you see her like oh, red yeah. flags going off everywhere. Rightfully so, because I'm like, why are you on this show then? But then also <laughs> to us, he says, like to the viewers only, he says, every time I'm honest with a woman, it puts doubt in their head. I'm like, okay, well. Yeah, because the yeah. way you express it, dummy doesn't give off confidence like okay it's like one thing all right so when we were engaged a big fear of mine was like being able to provide it like am i going to be able to hold a steady job that pulls in enough money and not being the sole provider by the way like i it was understood from our economic financial situations that we were going to need to have a two-income household but even pulling my weight of my job and my salary has always been a fear of mine. But if I were to just to be like, I'm scared I won't be able to provide for you. (laughs) I think rightfully so. You should be like, um, what are we doing here? (laughs) Like, you know, so the, having the fear is normal. Even talking about it in a way that, allows you to express that you have the fear is normal but just to be like i'm afraid to do this full stop is weird because then you go why are you doing this that's the name of the game yeah it i mean i wouldn't even have expressed that like what's the point you she comes in all excited with him because she's like we just had an awesome one-on-one date and she even just says that to him like we have awesome one-on-one date we're on a high we're doing great and then he's like yeah but it scares me to commit to one person forever. First of all, like bring that. She's probably like, why didn't you bring that up in our one-on-one date? Mm-hmm. And second of all, it's like, well, just figure it out because you like, you should only be telling me this. If this is like your warning that you're not going to propose at the end, which maybe it was, or don't tell me and figure it out, get it together and propose anyway, even if you're scared. Well, no, not even the, so again, I don't think having the fear or even expressing the fear is necessarily wrong it's how you express it like if i would have been and i think i've said this to you in the past my one of my biggest fears is not being able to provide but 
because right. of what you mean to me, because how much I care, whatever, whatever. I'm willing to work yes. at a McDonald's for a paycheck if I have to, to put food, to bring in money, to put food on the table. Like that, the 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 other side of that coin should be, I have a fear, but because of you, because of us, because of what we have, I am willing to fight for whatever, whatever, and doing whatever it takes to whatever, whatever, right? Like, that's typically yeah. how it goes. That's true. But again, this specifically, like in a in a marriage or in a relationship, you can do everything to make up for the other person except make them commit to you. And especially when that's her one fear because she was cheated on before, for him to say, scares me to commit to one person forever. She's probably thinking, okay, so you're going to cheat on me or you're not going to propose or something but like that. But even still. Which like, she can't make him do. No, you she can't make him do, but he could say, I'm scared to commit to one person forever, but I see something in you that's so special that that fear is is lowered or made to go away. Or I, yeah. the more that I get to know you, the less that I fear. Like there are ways to say how special that person is to you and therefore it, how much they're helping change that behavior. Like, right, but the fact that he didn't say that, do you think it's just because he like wasn't a good communicator and didn't realize how you need to talk to women, or do you think it's because his fear is greater than his feelings for her? I definitely think he's a bad communicator. Uh, <laughs> he has shown to be slow to express things, and then when he expresses them, I don't think they're fully thought through or convey the whole thing of it. Right, like having fear again, normal conveying just a fear bad conveying like how you the fear that you have is lessened by the relationship the whatever uh, you know that yeah he's i'm surprised i think it's because of her strong feelings for him or maybe just her being completely thrown off that she didn't press him more on that to be like well what are you are you saying you can get engaged at the end of this are you saying you can't but unsurprisingly then if he would have been smarter in that conversation i think he would have gotten the group date rose but instead it goes to aaron who is confident and is like i will marry you right now yeah aaron has a silent confidence about him who's just kind of like been steadfast the entire time again yeah talked about in previous episodes how he's had this protective aura uh, about him over her and that has done him well he overcame the whole beef situation with Brayden mm-hmm. and being like, I don't want to say the snitch, but the informant <laughs> in the house for a period of time for uh, charity. So yeah. I'm not surprised that he, I think he's just a little more grown and mature than others because he does communicate really well. I don't know if there's a spark there, like there are with other guys. So the reason why I think Aaron got it, as I just mentioned, he's steadfast, right? The reason why Xavier's around is because I think she feels a spark with him, but he is not doing himself any favors. Yeah, exactly. She she has strong feelings for him, but that's why he doesn't get the group date rose is because he is not communicating well. So final, uh, the the final rose party or whatever, the rose party, rose ceremony. Well, we don't have we don't have really a rose ceremony this time. We have Aaron gets a group date rose and then she goes and talks to Tanner oh, yeah. individually because she doesn't want to put Tanner and Javier up there. She's kind of like, I got to talk to both of you 
while giving you these roses or not, because there are a lot of stipulations here. So with Tanner, she goes to him and she has a really sweet conversation with him. I'm sure he's not surprised, even though he's sad, but he says he's strong for her. And she's like, we just didn't have enough time. And I completely agree with that. I think that he could have been great for someone. I'm sad for him, but yeah, like they, a, they didn't have enough time at all. In a real real world situation, you, you could have all the time to develop into a, a strong relationship with him. He seems like a, a nice stand-up guy, but just in a five-week format, if you're a slow burn type of person, then yeah, you're, you're probably not going to get that. Um, yeah. I did notice that Jesse was completely absent this entire episode. I was going to say that too. I had that for notes to talk about later. But yes, he was, except for the little bloopers at the very end, which were funny. I thought the little luggage, like, I do wonder, like, what does that look like, the call when they have to decide whose bag goes? But yeah, we don't see him at all. And I didn't notice that actually until people brought it up later to me on Instagram. I did not notice that Jesse wasn't there. So while I am a Jesse fan, he was not missed by me. I thought it was great just getting all the time with the contestants. Exactly. See how that works out? Jesse doesn't bring much to the table. Uh, I, I, Well, you know, we disagree on this. We don't need to argue about this. But then we have Javier left. Not Javier. (laughs) Then we have Xavier left. (laughs) And he gets grilled, which I like, because she's like, I have one rose left. But I don't have to give it to you. Oh. Like I can decide if I give this to you or not. I was like, yeah, you you grill him for <laughs> making you scared like that. But obviously, she gives him the rose. So we have the top four guys now going to hometowns. So we said this last week um, when when we had these six guys left. I, to me, it was very clear. Shawnee boy was not going to make it, and Tanner. I just thought he he's doesn't have enough to go against how strong these other four guys are and by the way i don't think joey is as strong as these other three i don't want to say because he's not black but i think that that's a big part of it because she has the like three really strong black men as her top in her top four yeah i just don't know Again, ultimately, if I'm Charity, I'm thinking, like, are we going to vibe in the end when I have these three other guys that could very well not just understand me, but fit into my culture if I would, mm-hmm. you know, go with Joey? Yeah, it does seem like she is attracted to guys that have a like strong presence and protective nature, and Joey's more laid back. Yeah, so... In my mind is Joey gets cut after hometowns. Mm-hmm. And then we're just left I with Xavier, so Don, and Aaron B. Yeah. I kind of wish that they did the the Leeds hometowns at the same or like meeting the family the same week that they do the others because I think it would be so telling if she could see how all four of them interacted with her family and her community of friends also. Yeah, but you but could also be, you could also tell like how white Joey is going to be for her to be like, this is going to be That's problematic. Why I because see they it. could also, they could also <laughs> not accept her, right? Like if you bring a girl, like I, right. I know that there were kids in my college that were like, whose parents were like, don't bring X type home. Same. So certainly his family could also 
play a part in her being like, this is probably not going to work out in the end. I don't want to put that on someone's family. For all I know, they'll be great. And I want to give them benefit of the doubt. But we've known, we've seen that uh, previous families don't always react. Well, like, surprisingly, uh, Rachel Lindsay's husband's family reacted probably the least kindly to her from, from what I remember that season. And yet they still made it through. So, you know, there's always surprises here. Yeah, that happens. Not that's not uncommon. Like, or vice versa, where the lead's family doesn't like someone, and then oftentimes the lead still chooses them. So, the heart wants what the heart wants in this season. <laughs> I guess <laughs> or all uh, the seasons. I don't know why show. people do that, but um, check in next week, fam. And l- wait, who's your who's your top choice now? Is it still like what? You said you think Joey's out, and then what do you think happens? Oh yeah, so that? well, Joey's gonna be the bachelor, Obs, and <laughs> Dotton's gonna gonna win it all. To me, it's been Dotton since special bedroom time. <laughs> Who do you think <laughs> special? But be- they're gonna have different special bedroom time. Yeah, if they he are. Passes home down. Yeah, they are. So, who do you think is uh, going to be in the top two? But with Dotton, it should be Aaron B. But again, I think he's more of an intellectual and safe choice for her. That like he's the good on paper candidate. Xavier is not. He's the I'm tingly about him, but he scares me because his inability to communicate. He's the I can fix him type. <laughs> And so I think Xavier will yeah, be I agree. a top two, but Don's going to be like, flick him away, like, get out of here, you little, little man. I agree with those top two, but I think it's going to go the opposite direction because the person I always want to win is the right choice, and they never make the right choice, in my opinion. They always pick, they're like, I know that this is the one that I should like, but I just can't help that my feelings are so strong for this person. Okay, interesting. I will have to see about that. I'm willing to put money on it if you are. So <laughs> Okay, deal. <laughs> all right. Well, so again, check in next week, fam, to see who makes it past hometowns and see if our correction, uh, correction, our prediction game is still strong. Thanks. Bye. 